Thank you for listening to Connection Church's podcast. This week, guest speaker Raul Amistar continues the series entitled, I Am. This week, we look at the statement that Jesus makes, I am the resurrection and the life. Raul is a missionary from the Bahamas, and throughout his life, he has seen Jesus do some incredible things. Listen as he shares and explains just how incredible of a statement Jesus was making. Morning, church. How's everybody doing? Everybody good? Woohoo! Excited? Man, today is, has already been an awesome day, but it is just going to continue getting better. Um, can't wait. I've been so excited. Woke up this morning. I was so jacked about um, the things going on here at church. I believe God is, is, is doing and going to do some incredible things in people's heart uh, through the rest of this service. Um, we're going to continue the I Am series today. Uh, we're actually looking at uh, Jesus' I Am statement of I Am the Resurrection and the Life. And, and through all these statements, remember that Jesus made when he said I Am, uh, the people, the Jewish people would have recognized that he's claiming, um, making a claim um, that he is God. And these are the different ways that we begin to understand um, who God is through Jesus. And so he says, I am the resurrection and the life. I do want to throw something out for you um, coming up next Sunday. We're actually going to be talking about what I believe, and, and, and I think I'm right on this, okay? Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, we're going to be talking about the most controversial statement that Jesus ever made. I really believe that. Um, and, and it's important that we understand it. So I want to encourage you, um, come, make sure you're here next Sunday. Bring a friend, bring somebody who's far from God. We're going to be talking about the most controversial thing that Jesus said. Today we have a special treat for you. Um, I want to introduce you to a, 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 it feels like an old friend of mine because I've known him through a mutual friend, but someone I've actually gotten to spend some time with the last uh, uh, day or so. Um, his, his name is Raul Ambister, right? I wish I could say it as cool as they say it. It sounds so cool there. He and his wife, Karen, are from the Bahamas. Um, so they're Bahamians and, and because Bahamians live in the Bahamas and, um, it's, it's just the way it works. And so, um, but they're awesome. I got to hang out with them last night and, uh, just incredible, incredible people. I'm going to invite Raul if he'll come now and, and he's going to come and bring you the message today. I'm so excited. Uh, to hear what God's put on his heart uh, through the, the uh, I am statement, I'm the resurrection and the life. Um, Raul and his wife Karen, are um, they head up a ministry in the Bahamas. It is called um, Charism Ministries. And they go into the darkest parts of the Bahamas. Typically what we see on TV is a sandals resort, right? Well, that's about a mile and a half of area, actually, on the beach there in the Bahamas. Um, the rest of it has a lot of poverty, a lot of darkness. But I can tell you that Raul and Karen are carrying the, the light of the gospel, the light of Jesus Christ into the darkest areas. Um, some of the stories I heard last night blew me away at the things that they've seen and the people they've been able to reach. And so today we're, we're going to get an opportunity to see um, Roll's heart um, and, and to hear what God's done in his life. Um, and so this is what I want you to do. One of the things I hear all the time about Connection Church is that when people walk in the doors, they feel really welcome, right? All the blue shirts, everybody's saying, hey, how are you? How you doing? Um, all that good stuff. How's your mama and them? You know what I'm saying? And, and so here's the thing I want to do. When, when Raul comes on this stage, I don't want to just say, woo, you know, give him a little clap. Let's give him a real welcome, a Connection Church welcome. I want to introduce you to my friend Raul Armbistar. Thank you all so much. It's such a blessing being here and so warmly welcome. And this is our 
second or third time in Statesboro, I think. And man, we love it here. It's just beautiful. The people are just so warm and wonderful. And, and we had the opportunity to meet Brandon and Susan and the three boys. And uh, what a wonderful, wonderful pastor and family you have. And coming... What, what a vision um, God has given him. And I, I believe as you buy in and you become a part of it, you're really living scripture. You're really living what Jesus told us to do. Two-thirds of God's name is go. For all the mathematicians here. Two-thirds of God's name is go. So if you buy into this vision, you catch him. Let Jesus clean them. Say so he'll make you fishes of men, right? You got to clean them. No, let him clean them. I believe that the goal will be met. 2,000 souls. I truly believe if you buy in and you activate and you go and you catch them and let Jesus clean them, then you'll be able to celebrate 2,000 souls in the time frame that the vision allocates. Uh, my wonderful wife Karen is here with me and uh, God bless her for tolerating me. You know, they say behind every great man is a great woman. But in the Bahamas, we say in front of, on the side, and behind is a great woman. <laughs> God really gives you what you need to succeed. It's a pleasure again being here. And I want to share what God shared with me in reference to this statement, I am the resurrection and the life. The messenger partakes of the message first. So if it tasted bad, I would be able to tell you it's not good. If it was offensive, I would be able to tell you it's offensive. But I want to tell you this morning that it's enlightening. It's motivating. It's challenging. When someone makes a statement like that, I am the resurrection and the life. In John 11 and 25, and also verse 26 in the New King James Version reads this way. The Bible says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. With all the power, with all the confidence, with the eternal echoes of heaven, he turns around and asks us a question. Do you believe? Do you believe? But why do I have to believe when you just said it? Let's look at it in the, from the message. The message reads it this way. You don't have to wait for the end. I am right now. Resurrection and life. The one who believes in me, even though he or she dies, will live. And everyone who lives believing in me does not ultimately die at all. What a powerful statement. Here's a messenger from God making this statement. No, here's God incarnate making this statement. Then he turns around and he says, 
Do you believe this? Let's pray. Our Father in God, we thank you for this opportunity to stand and be a messenger for you. So in simplicity, I ask that you would reveal your truth through my simple words. So that your revelation will be taken away from here. Every word, I pray that you give it life. Every sentence, I pray that you give it meaning. And the entire message, I pray that you give it revelation. Let me speak only your truth to your people to bring about the growth and expansion of your kingdom here on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I pray. Amen and amen. Now, Joey would tell you guys that in the Bahamas, we preach for three hours, take a water break, and then finish up the sermon. But, but I came prepared for an American crew, so we'll cut that down a little bit, all right? We won't keep you here until 4 o'clock. But I hope that this message reaches your heart. And uh, I want to start by reminding you of the seven I am's. Jesus reveals much of himself to us when he says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the light of the world. I am the door or some versions say the gate. I am the good shepherd. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth and the life. I am the true vine. He's using expressions that's very common and knowledgeable to the people of his day to reveal himself so that they can believe that he is the son of God. So these statements gives us the opportunity to see a little bit of the inside of the personality, the life, the ministry of Jesus Christ. So many of us have not had the opportunity to study Hebrew or the, the life of the Israelites. So I figured, let me try... Well, you're American, so I didn't use Collins. Collins is British. And we're a British colony, so we refer to Collins a lot. I figured Webster. Every American knows Webster, right? So I looked at Webster, and I said, let me see how Webster defines resurrection. Because if we are to understand Christ, then the definition is very important of the statements that he makes. And he says, I am the resurrection and the life. And Webster says it means uh, raised from the dead. Pretty simple, right? You die, I wake you up, you live again. Bearing in mind there's a difference between resuscitation and resurrection. Raised from the dead, not resuscitated, raised from the dead. Pretty straightforward. And then I saw something in his definition that just resonated with my spirit. He says, Bring to attention or use, or as you would say in America, use again. If, you get, if I get caught up on my island dialect, somebody say amen, I'll say praise the Lord. <laughs> but bring to attention to use again. I said, this guy must have been reading scripture. Because how many gifts and promises and blessings and... and the things that were written in our very spiritual DNA is not being used. And Christ 
must have said, hey, Webb, check this out. All that stuff that may be lying dormant, I can resurrect it. It can be used again. So you come out of the world and you say, I, I'm just glad I'm saved. And, and, and here's a statement from Christ saying, all those gifts that I gave you that you do not think is appropriate for today, I gave them to you because I knew you when you were in your, before you were in your mother's womb. I put those gifts in your DNA to be used for the building, for the connecting, for the expansion of the kingdom of God here on earth. So I believe Webster just wrote it down, just like that. Boom. Bring to attention or can be used again. It previously existed. It died. It's resurrected. And then for all the theologians in the house, you know, we have to have a, theologian, theo, a theological definition. Um, when my wife was in Bible school, her best friend became Unger's Bible Dictionary. I wasn't her best friend anymore. It was all Unger's. So I said, let me check Unger's. And Unger's says, the return of Christ to bodily life on the earth on the third day after his death. I said, Unger, right on. Third day he arose. Died Friday, resurrected Sunday. I like that one. The Return of Christ to bodily life on the earth on the third day after his death. That's the resurrection we celebrate. So, when I look at resurrection in the context of scripture and by its definition from Webster, Christ is saying, I am the resurrection and the life and I go, wow! What a statement. Man, he is saying so much here. It's almost like a computer software download. You buy Microsoft Office and by the time as you finish downloading it and you open it, you can do word processing, you can do Excel with calculations, you can use Outlook for communication. There's so much in that one download. And, and, and when Jesus says, I am the resurrection, there's a heavenly download from heaven to earth of an understanding of an expression that can transform our lives if we just believe. The condition, the license, the key to all of the understanding that comes with, with the, not just the preservation of our lives through the gift of salvation, but the expansion and the use of our lives is to just believe. Jesus is saying, there is a need for a resurrection. Because if he is the resurrection, then why are you existing if there is no need? So he knew that there would be some people who physically died. There would be some people whose spirits were torn and broken and maimed. And, and some people hurt in church and some people hurt by spiritual leaders. In fact, in the Bahamas, we have a term. We call them abusive spiritual mothers and fathers. They're trying so hard to get you to heaven until they abuse you on earth. All your freedoms are taken away and you're, you're walking around and, 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 and you have to become so controlled and so pious until someone says, how are you doing this morning? I'm blessed. 
We were walking out of a gas station the other day, and Karen decided to get some drinks for us, and we, we met a pastor's wife there, and, and I thought she was sick. You know, Karen has to protect me because I just say things without thinking. And we asked her, how are you doing? And she said, oh, God, I'm so blessed. And I said, Kay, she's not feeling well, and she hit me. Jesus is saying here, look, there's a need for resurrection. You don't need to be tied up. You need to just, just go. Once you have received and you believe, there is freedom. There is liberty in me. There is a need for resurrection. There is a need to accept the gift of salvation that comes because of my resurrection. He's also saying that he is the answer to that need. The Bible tells us that there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end thereof is death. So if we want to end up in life and in life eternal, Jesus is saying, look, man, I have the answer. I am the answer to that need. And then he is saying that he is the present and eternal answer to your life. Growing up on an island, and Joey just laughs every time I talk about the size of the island because... You got to drive for eight, nine hours to get from Miami to Georgia. In that time, you could go around the whole island I live on about 10 times. So we think about this and, and we're thinking he is the present and eternal answer to our life. So God can get all around your life. He can, he can, whatever problem, whatever situation, whatever circumstance, he said, I am the answer to it. And, and before I gave my life totally and completely over in service to Christ, in the corporate world, we thought, I thought that, you know, growing up on this little island, all I want to do is leave and get rich. That was my goal in life. Get off this island. Go to the United States, get rich. And when I got to all the steps, that's another sermon, about six hours. But when I got to the place where I thought, oh my God, this is it. The boardroom, a vice presidency, working in the cruise line industry, uh, transportation expense, housing allowance, travel expenses. In fact, they even paid for Karen to go with me to meetings. How cool is that? I said, this is it. This is what I've been struggling for. This is what I've been waiting for. And when God called me and I gave it away, that's when I began to live. That's when I understood what it meant to really live. And your story may be similar, it may be slightly different. But if you will trust God, Jesus is saying to you that he is the present and eternal answer to your life. No matter how simple it is. In Exodus chapter 3. and verse 14. We are introduced to the. I am. Initially. The children of Israel had no idea. How to say God. So Moses was asking God. Who should I say is sending me with all these promises. 
Can you imagine someone walking in here and saying, listen, I'm going to fix every problem. I'm going to establish some freedoms where you will have liberties and freedom beyond your imagination and, and all you have to do is worship me. Moses said, you know, that's kind of a big story to tell. Who should I say sent me with this story? And here God reveals. This is the only place in the Bible where there is any explanation of the name Yahweh. Yahweh, the name Jehovah, is from the verb to be. And here it's translated I am. And the significance of this name is the present one. The one who is. So we get to see here in Exodus 3, we get to see that the I am is our God. So Jesus is saying to us, listen, I'm not just coming by myself with some words. I'm not just a, a messenger. In this statement of resurrection, it's the immutable, immovable, omniscient, omnipresent God. When he says, I am, is not just what was, but presently and futuristically. I can be in your life everything you can imagine. That's a powerful statement. So, whatever, and I want you to stay within the context of scripture. I remember speaking to a church once and I said, whatever. And a young man said to me after church, said, there's some things on my mind. I don't think it's in the Bible. So we want to stay within the confines of Scripture. So whatever in your life is dead, and it should be alive because the things of God are eternal. And if God wrote it into your DNA, it should be alive and active in your life and your ministry. He's saying here, he was, he is. He will always be as established in the name I am. Ooh, we haven't gotten to resurrection yet and I just feel like running around this place a little bit. But I got to remember I'm not in the island. I'm in the United States of America. Amen. Let me hold on right now. Let me tell you something. That's exciting. The creator of the universe is looking at you and me and he's saying to us everything you can imagine as far as the heavens is from the earth. Some 93 miles the sun is from the earth. And even beyond that, beyond our imagination and thoughts, he's saying, listen, I put some stuff inside of you. I have somebody's name connected to your name. And you're going to just say to them that Jesus loves you and you need to give your life to him. And you're going to transfer the gift of eternal life. It's written in your DNA if you would just believe and witness. Oh, Lord, I'm telling you, it's exciting. You're literally, literally living scripture and saving folks from eternal damnation. It's written into your spiritual DNA. This is what Christ, listen, when he said, I am all that and so much more was transferred in that statement. And he says, whoa, if you believe, you have the ability to do the same. Because greater things than I did, you will do. Now, I don't want to go overboard here, but um, the guy's pretty tough to beat, isn't he? He says, greater things than I did, you will do. Let's see what he did. Uh, the guy turned water into wine. He healed the sick. He made the lame walk. He made the blind see. 
resurrected the dead. That's a pretty tough character to beat. So it means then that we have to buy in, accept and believe, and by contributing to the building of his kingdom here on earth, you're talking about friends dying and having eternal life in heaven with God. Now that's great. That's great. That's purpose. That's vision. So, Christ enables or establishes in the first two words of his statement that he contains all that is necessary to fulfill resurrecting and uh, resurrecting and sustained living of the promises of God. So when he says, I am, he's setting you up to let you know that he does have the capability too. It's not just a bogus statement. It's not a marketing tool. It's, it's, it's not something that, that, that Brandon would get up here and try to get you to buy into because, because he wants a Royal Caribbean cruise to the islands. His heart, his mind, his focus, he bought into the vision of God and eternal life beyond our imagination comes with the acceptance of the salvation that was given because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And as he sells out into the things of God, the place of God, the purpose of God, the vision of God, it cannot be contained. It spills over. Fullness is for self. Overflow is for others. It's overflowing on you. And he says, listen, get connected, get involved, get blessed by just living the scriptures, the word of God. Ooh, that's amazing. You might say, okay, all right, Raul. You know, down in the island, you guys read this stuff. and So many children. Some families have 24 children. Same mother, same father. No TV. <laughs> it's easy to buy in this stuff. So, what I did was, I took some time. And uh, I tried to find some evidence of the resurrection of this Jesus. And you know, when you start looking, God allows you to find some stuff. So let's, let's take a peek here. He says, I am, and we establish that we're talking about the triune God. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We're talking about God incarnate. Standing and saying, I am. All the credentials necessary to make that statement was in him. So he could make that statement. We accept that and we believe. But he says, the resurrection. What evidence do you have? Let's see what we found. Well, Sunday morning, the sepulcher that held the body of Jesus was found to be empty. But with Mission Impossible, we could pull that one off, right? Or am I dating myself? I guess I'm really, really dating myself, Russ. <laughs> but with all of the technology and things available today, somehow they might have been able to pull it off. We know they didn't. But let's look for more evidence. An angel in the tomb told them that Jesus had arisen from the dead. That's a pretty tough act to follow. We're getting somewhere. Here's a messenger from God saying he's not here. He has arisen. That's some good evidence. I think the ADA would like that kind of evidence. If he could just get the angel back here and put him on the witness stand. 
Then we found 11 times during 40 days he appeared after his resurrection. He appeared to Mary Magdalene on the morning of the resurrection. To the women returning from the sepulcher on the Sunday morning. To Peter. To two disciples on the way to Emmaus. To the ten apostles. Thomas being absent. To the eleven apostles. Thomas being present. To seven apostles fishing on the Sea of Galilee. To the eleven apostles on a mountain in Galilee. To more than 500 brethren at once. To James alone. To the 11 apostles at his ascension from the Mount of Olives. That's a lot of witnesses. Then if that wasn't enough, he appeared to Paul during the Damascus Road experience. He appeared to John and he gave him the revelation of Jesus Christ. His revelation. And if that isn't enough. I stand here to tell you on March 27th. 19 years ago. He appeared to me. And I accepted him as Lord and Savior. And I believe. That he is resurrected. That he is alive and living. Because he lives within my heart. And I'm sure there are others here who would stand and make the same statement. Jesus lives. He is truly the resurrection and the life. I want you to think about what is proven by all of this evidence. What what do you get from all of this? These appearances. Well, I get that we worship a living, omnipresent Savior who is able and willing to conquer death, to conquer divorce, to conquer loss, to conquer anger, to conquer failure, to build and strengthen and revive and resurrect relationships. I believe we serve a living God who is able to activate in our lives the very words from the pages of his vision and make it our vision so that we could live the vision of God throughout eternity here on earth and then futuristically in heaven with him. I believe that the evidence that we are given, when he says, I am the resurrection, whatever, you remember Webster? There may be some things in your life that may be just a little low, a little dead, and you can't find the strength to revive. It's something like mm, joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It gives you the strength to live the experiences, the purpose, the will of God. And if it's just running a little bit low, it's a little bit draggy, it's, it's, it's almost dead, or sometimes it just may be dead. You might have gone through some experiences that challenge your faith, your belief, and, and you've lost your joy. And, and Jesus is saying to you this morning that I will resurrect that joy. I will give you life and life more abundantly. I will make you fresh and new. I will resurrect that 
thing that you most desire. And then you can live the abundant life that Christ intended for you to live. Then you can really go. And go with the understanding that the the power of the risen Christ is with you. And when you speak what thus said the Lord, it will happen. And even when you come into contact with evil, Christ will be there. The resurrected Christ will protect you. You're looking at a a man who was paralyzed from the neck down in a car accident. In fact, even the part of me that worked just from the neck up didn't work really, really well. Boy, but I could talk. And I said, Lord, you didn't put me in this world to be this way. You put me here for a reason. I believe your word. I believe what is written in the Bible. I believe what you said. And I believe you can make me whole again. And look at me now. Completely healed. The only evidence of that accident is my left shoe wears down more rapidly than my right. So sometimes I walk around with a hole in my left shoe. It's a reminder that look what Christ has done for you. In our ministry, we find people who pay $500 to go to a mambo. I don't know if you guys know what a mambo is. It's, it's a top-notch rich doctor. It's the best way to describe him. And they... they, they they would pay $500 for this, this wealth bath. And I was explaining to Brandon last night how it works. It, all of us would be, would be selling books. And as the tourists come off the cruise ship, the folks are lined off. Everybody has these little boots and tables and, and they're trying to sell. Everybody's trying to sell the same thing. Wonderful, beautiful charm from the Bahamas. If they remember to take off made in Taiwan off the sticker. But they're all selling the same things. But this rich doctor can give them a bath where all the people are drawn over to them. So they're able to sell all their stuff. And as we witness and teach and train and and reach out to people, we we started giving them food and clothing and teaching and training. And we didn't want anything in return. So they didn't need $500. They just needed to say, yes, Lord. And oh, the mambo got really, really upset, really, really angry and started to try in many ways to destroy us and our ministry. And we started to pray. We prayed, Lord, you save her or move her. And it wasn't long. On the front wall of the church, her best son, the innocent one, was shot. She packed up and she moved back to Haiti. And we're able to reach people in that community for God. We're able to, we were able to get into homes that, that were so influenced by darkness that they didn't want light. They didn't know what light was. It's, it's like you don't know you need something if you... 
if you never had it. And we're able to reach those folks. And we're able to live the experiences that God ordained in our lives. He says, I am the resurrection. And, and, and I know this is a difficult time in America with the recession that you're experiencing. But I asked a question the other day and I still haven't gotten an answer. And I was trying to figure out in a recession, where does all the money go? Because it doesn't go to space, it doesn't go to Venus, it doesn't go to Mars. Where does all the money go? In other words, it is not out of the control of God. So if we just lay our hearts, if we lay our troubles, if we lay our problems, our situations at the foot of the altar, God will work a way for us even in the most difficult recession. There's some individuals who can't seem to talk, they can't communicate, and they figure the answer is let's just end it all. You go your way, I'll go mine. Oops, by the way, we have a couple of kids. I figure, oh, let's shred them in half. You get them half at a time, I'll get them half. No matter where you find that situation today, Christ is the resurrection and the life. He can give life to the love that brought you together. You might find yourself at a place where you're studying and working so hard and it seems like there is no end to this struggle. Whatever you need, and here's the beautiful thing about being a Christian. Whatever you need to fulfill your purpose, God has already placed it in your salvation. Hallelujah. It was in your salvation when you said, yes, Lord, come into my life, make me a new creature. Everything that you need to fulfill your purpose for him was already in that gift. So then, all the requirements for resurrection, the criteria has already been met. Everything that is necessary is in place. All that is necessary is that we believe this. I believe. I truly believe. And I know there's many here who believe. I want you to think of something in your own life that you have assumed lies outside the realm of Jesus' exercise of power. I want you to think of it this morning. And I want to say to you that if you believe Jesus is the resurrection and the life, he can resurrect it. Not only does he take away the unnecessary, but he resurrects the necessary. He fulfills and he gives all that is required for you to fulfill your purpose here on earth. Solomon said, there, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. It is the duty of man to serve God and to keep his commandments. Oh, you want a blessed life? You want a resurrected life? You want a life not absence, absent of problems, but filled with successes and blessings and, and God just coming through. Just believe, accept and believe that he is the resurrection and he is the life.
He can create the transformation that's necessary in your mind to bring you out of the situation that you may be in. Romans 1 and 4 says that Jesus was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead. Everything that you need is available for your life in Christ. Even more than the return of the dead, from the story where this statement comes, Jesus loved Mary and her sister and Lazarus. And he called Lazarus from the dead. He says, come forth. Even more than Lazarus' return to physical life, Jesus' own resurrection affirmed that he now has all power. Nothing in our lives is beyond his power to transform and to change. Nothing is beyond his power. You might have a son or a daughter, and they just seem to be headed in the completely opposite direction of everything you taught them about life and morality and respect. Christ can resurrect the seeds that you sowed in their hearts and in their lives. You might have a brother or sister, and you, you just can't seem to understand why there is an absence of relationship. Christ can resurrect it. You might know someone who is struggling to find peace in their life. And you have it to give. The peace that passes all understanding when you offer them the Christ. The I am that I am. The resurrection and the life. The I am is the resurrection and the life. And we can live in him and never die. Our dreams, our aspirations, our visions, relationships, and life can be a fulfillment of the power of the resurrected Christ. And if you don't know him as Lord and Savior, you may be here and you may be thinking about it. I've had a lot of training and witnessing and ask folks to close their eyes and ask someone to lift their hand if they don't know Christ and and I, I've gone through all of that and I've gotten to the place in my life where I just I just ask do you want the light of the world do you want to know this Jesus who was before who is and who will ever be doesn't take research doesn't take a thesis doesn't take a dissertation all it takes is an act of faith I believe and if you believe and you confess you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved and the purpose for which God placed you here on earth will be fulfilled and it, it just might be as simple as connecting unbelievers to God and believers to each other if you want to come we'll pray with you there are folks here counselors who will pray with you you might find yourself needing prayers this morning because you need something resurrected in your life and here's the good thing about a loving beautiful church 
We're all praying for you. And we're all praying with you. If you don't know Jesus and you want to accept him as Lord and Savior this morning, run, come quick, make that decision. If you need prayers for your life and you want to live the fullness of God, it's simple. One in one will never be 11. It'll always be two. You can find the answer in Christ. And I pray this morning that the answer that you seek will not only be found, but you will become a solution for others here on earth. Let's pray. Our Father in God, we thank you for these simple words. And we pray that you would take the words and give complete revelation and meaning. And we pray that every heart and every life would be touched and would go away from here challenged. I pray that you would activate in their spirits the very desire to live the ministry that you wrote in their spiritual DNA. And I pray that each of us would get to know you more as the resurrection and the life. Believing and knowing that even if we die, we will live again in you. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, I pray this day that these words do not fall on deaf ears and that they will not return void unto you but will accomplish that which you set forth for them to accomplish. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Amen. Well, um, today I, I want to just take just a real quick moment you you're here today and you 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 today right here you said yes to Jesus you said I, I want to know him I, I want to experience a resurrected life one thing we're big on here is is taking our next step and, and I believe the best time to take your next step is when Jesus tells you to take your next step and so today I want to ask you real quick before we let you out of here if you made that decision today I, I'm going to ask you to be really really, really bold. I know when we get invited to the front, sometimes it's like if somebody else goes, I'll go, or we kind of watch. But this is what I want to ask you today. You made that decision that Jesus would be your Savior, that you would walk in the resurrection and the life of Christ. I'm going to ask you to be very bold. And right now, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet right now so we can celebrate your new life. If you made that decision, I'm going to ask you today, stand to your feet. Let us celebrate that with you. Anybody here that would be bold enough to say, amen. There's one right here. Anybody else? Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Praise God. Sir, would you mind just walking down the aisle? Jordan, will you pray with this gentleman and just, man, thank God. Thank God for you, sir. God's got gifts and things he's placed within you that he wants to develop and use for his kingdom. God bless you. How about, uh, how about our friend Raul? Awesome guy, eh? Man, what an awesome privilege to get to know him, um, to be able to share with him, uh, to finally meet him. I've heard so many awesome things about him through Joey Fennell. 
and now to finally get to meet him. Um, I really wish I had that accent. I really do. If I, if I had the accent, I think I'd be so much more effective. Um, but but um, just so thankful for the message you share and uh, your heart for the Lord and uh, the truth that you spoke this morning. Um, I want to give you a heads up. Over the next few months, we're looking to take um, at least one trip to the Bahamas to partner with Raul and with Karen and to do some uh, missions work over there with them. And so be listening up for that. We really want to partner with them and be able to, to uh, expand the kingdom with them. And uh, so be listening out for that. Remember, next week we're going to continue this series. We've got two more weeks in the series I Am. Um, next week, uh, again, I, I just think it's one of the most important Sundays we've had in a long time as we look at the most controversial statement Jesus ever made. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. We're going to hit that head on next week. Um, come, and, come and listen. Come and be equipped. I believe it's going to be a Sunday where we can equip ourselves to answer that question. Because I can tell you this, it is the question the world is asking Christians today. So uh, we love you. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Walk in the power of Christ. And uh, let's connect unbelievers to God and believers to each other. God bless you.